0: When that gold line coffee hits the back of your throat, you got four delicious flavors. This ain't
1: your grandma's pit water. This is gold line coffee, and it is the official coffee of hot.
0: Alright guys, this is another episode of Get the Puck Out. Today I am joined by my man Ian. He's slotting in here for Kyle. Ian, how are we today, buddy?
1: I'm doing pretty good, doing pretty good. You know how we work around here. It's uh, next man up and uh, I'm ready to be that, uh, that guy who jumps up on the first line.
0: That's it, buddy. That's it. Uh, Huge news going on right now in the NHL. And, of course, I'm out on the golf course on Monday. I get a day off of work, and I'm listening to a little bit of music because it was – the elderly ladies' day on the golf course, it was like their league day, so we were waiting a little bit in between, uh, in between holes, which was fine. So we had the music going and whatever, so of course I floored on the cart, had a couple vodka iced teas, and uh, sure enough, my phone goes bouncing right down the cart path broken.
1: I got a freaking muscle spasm in my back, you know, Gear slipped, uh, air brakes were shot to hell, I mean, uh, there's nothing I could do, boom, right into the post office.
0: <laughs> boom right into the post office buddy it was horrible uh my phone is out of commission what a horrible time for it to be out of commission because ian stuff is going down and we're gonna just we're gonna go way back to like almost what felt like ages ago but was only just a couple days ago eric carlson signs a eight massive contract extension 11 and dollars a year over eight seasons brought him to that what a uh, 92 million dollar mark what do you think on that
1: well, uh, you know, my first uh, thought was, uh, w- you know, what what San Jose gonna do with the rest of the guys that they need to sign? But um, look, Eric Carlson got his money. Let's <laughs> ninety two million is quite a big dollar sign, and uh, you know what? Good for him. I mean, he he obviously battled, uh, you know, through injuries this past season. I just. Uh... I don't know. I mean, I personally, you know, I'm not, I don't have that type of money, so I, I wouldn't be paying anyone anyways. But uh, to me, it seems a little steep for a guy who, you know, again, is the last couple of seasons has dealt with injuries. He missed most of the season yeah. this past year dealing with injuries. And, you know, he had off season surgery to repair that hamstring, which is, uh, you know, that's not something you want for your puck moving defenseman. No,
0: especially already after he's already had his Achilles tendon slip, sliced in half, a couple groin issues. I mean, he. one thing I will say, though, the guy is an absolute animal. He tries to play through it. I have a lot of respect for Carlson. $11.5 million is astronomical, but the Sharks have the cap space. They threw $13 million at John Tavares, so the fact that they did everything they could to keep their star defenseman uh, doesn't surprise me at all now. Speaking on we'll talk under the San Jose Sharks here. They have to sign LeBlanc. They need to sign Pavelski possibly or they let him go. Like are they gonna be able to get everybody under the cap here? I know they moved uh they shipped Braun to the uh, to the Philadelphia Flyers.
1: Well, you know, if you if you think about it, I mean San Jose, their best players are their older players. And I, I think if you know if you had to sit there and choose who do you want to uh, you know sticking with Carlson here for a second who do you want to throw that money at and who do you really want to you know kind of back as the, as the face of this team for the you know the next several years going forward you know Carlson's that guy he's the youngest of the group obviously like you said when he's healthy and he's on his game I mean he, he's an incredible player that's why he was always in the conversation for Norris you know the Norris trophy and he was such a coveted player for such a long time but you know at the end of the day you know I think this team needs to you know, they're going to be put in a position where maybe Joe Pavelski moves on. Maybe you can't afford him because, you know, they have, I think, 40% of their uh, cap is taken up by five players. You know, you're talking Vander Kane, obviously, uh, uh, Carlson, and, you know, those guys, Logan Couture, um, you know, they take up a huge portion of this cap and you know they obviously have several players that they're going to have to fit going forward and that's including Joe Pavelski who would essentially fall in that uh, 7 million plus category so uh, yeah know, yeah yeah it's just speaking
0: of that I just want to jump in there. Seven million dollars plus. We were talking about the Philadelphia Flyers acquiring uh Braun <laughs> from San Jose. Well, they went out early, they grabbed the negotiating rights to Kevin Hayes from the Winnipeg Jets, and boom, what do you know it? They come out with a contract agreement and they gave him seven million dollars a season. You the know, guy that, has one twenty think... goal season in his NHL career. And he gets a contract like that. I I don't know about that.
1: Yeah, I mean I and we we talked about it briefly before we started recording, but you know it just seems like Philly out of all this wasted giving up draft pick. I feel like they're if they were going to offer him this type of contract, they could have easily got him if he made it to free agency because <laughs> I don't think any other team was going to throw that type of money at him. Yeah,
0: 7 years, 50 million dollars for Kevin Hayes. Oh, it's but, I mean, I know he had a, he did have a good season last year, don't get me wrong, but 120 plus goal season and all of a sudden if you're a Leafs fan, you feel like maybe a little better about the amount of money that William Nylander makes because uh Kevin Hayes is just as undeserving of that kind of money. And that I, what does that mean? What's Matthew Shane gonna you're gonna command?
1: Well, and, and that's that's it. Like we're already in, we haven't even reached the actual start of free agency. These are all obviously re-signings and in in, in the case of Kevin Hayes, you know, he was his rights were acquired in yeah. a trade. But I, you know, honestly, I don't know. Like what, what is Matt Shane going to get? What is Mitch Marner actually asking for? I know he's a restrictive free agent, but you know, there's a lot of this that, that plays into how that's going to play out. And, and (laughs) you know, I, yeah, I I imagine it's going to be a pretty interesting few weeks coming up.
0: It is going to be an interesting few weeks. You brought it up, Mitch Marner. I think Mitch Marner, I said this, when this happened, Ian, when John Tavares, who wasn't on the Leafs, wasn't a part of the team that lost to Boston in the playoffs, wasn't a part of that core coming forward that 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 kind of went through the growing pains. When they threw $11 million a season at him, hometown discounts got thrown in the trash. And I think Mitch Marner is sitting back after leading the Leafs in scoring for the last two seasons. He sees Austin Matthews get $11 million or whatever it was a year. Yeah. Uh, he sees John Tavares get $11 million a year. He sees uh, William Nylander be able to bully his way into the contract he wanted. And he's supposed to be the guy to take the hometown discount for what? I think Mitch Marner is going to be commanding 10 a half to $11 million a season. It has to be. How can he make less than those guys when he's the one leading the team in scoring?
1: Well, and, and that that right there too is is you mentioned like oh he he felt slighted. Well, you know these are humans that we're dealing with, so there is a bit of that I feel like going on as well. It's like you know what, like he's he he knows that he all the cards are in his favor. Um, you know even even the astronomical astronomical price that a team will have to pay to acquire him if they offer him pay him the contract and forfeit the uh, draft choices. It's worth it because of his age and, like you said, his ability. Obviously, you know, skeptics will say, "Well, you know, look at his numbers with and without Tavares." Well, look, he was a really good player, and the Leafs screwed up by not, like you said, re-signing him last season, where they could have got him, you know, maybe in that seven million five-year range, you know, something one of those one of those I don't want to call it a gap contract, but one of those standard contracts that you you get with uh, mm-hmm. some of your younger players trying to tie him up uh, a long-term, uh, you know, four or five years for down the road
0: no uh I, I couldn't agree more with you there man and uh like I said uh I think the last time we spoke this is going to be the craziest offseason I think we've seen in some time uh the New York Rangers they stepped up to the plate first uh Jeff Gordon I I'm a big uh, a big fan of his I really enjoyed uh his time for for the uh Bruins actually he made some smart moves while he was just uh holding holding the <laughs> post yeah he set them up really good um the rangers acquired defenseman jacob truba from the winnipeg jets in exchange for um i always mess up his last name here i think it's pionk is that how you say it yeah
1: yes correct and if i'm wrong well uh, hopefully no one calls me out on it
0: (laughs) yeah exactly uh pionk in a first round pick went from the jets who are in cap hell they have an interesting restricted free agent in Patrick Laine, Um a guy who last season, yeah, he scored a good amount of goals, but I think he had like an almost twenty goal November. He was actually quite cold for a lot of the year.
1: Yeah, he certainly didn't. He, you know, he was a guy that again, like a lot, you know, a lot of people expect him, you know, to be in that conversation for you know, most goals scored or, you know, right up there. And uh, he certainly did take a step back, but, you know, he's a guy that, you know, you, you, he's still going to be pretty coveted and, and the Winnipeg's not going to get any breaks, uh, you know, trying to play off this one bad season or, you know, I don't want to say bad season, but uh, sub subpar for his standards. Yeah,
0: yeah no, exactly. And uh, I think the, I will say with Winnipeg being in cap hell, I think they did really well on that trade. Um, I think they got a very, very capable young defenseman, and you know it's never a bad thing to acquire a first-round pick uh, if you're a team who competes for the cup every year. But will run into those situations. You got to make sure you nail your draft picks. Getting a first-round pick from a team like the Rangers, who you know they're still—I don't—I don't have them in the playoffs with or without Truba next year. So far, well, from I mean- the
1: they've made well it all depends too because i mean they 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 have a pretty decent amount of cap space and uh you know obviously they're going to be drafting uh capo caco and uh tomorrow night so i mean he you know and he's a guy that you know when you when you list yeah. guys that are ready to step into the lineup you know right away you know he's a guy that can do that obviously him and jack hughes are the consensus uh, 1 and 2 and uh, the Rangers are going to get a good player and look they, they still have some money to work with you know they can go out and make a you know another signing so you know you give me some of that young some of those young guys you know uh, Henrik Lundqvist and net. you know this team mm-hmm. could have a quick turnaround I mean you know we're not talking best team in the east but you know maybe they'll uh, sneak into the playoffs and uh, <laughs> as we know it doesn't really matter uh, where you slot in in the uh, Stanley Cup playoffs
0: No, no, anything can happen. Now, everyone knows Jack Hughes, Capo Caco. Who do you have going number three to the Chicago
1: Blackhawks there? Uh, I'm going to go Alex Turcotte. I I know, uh, you know, Yeah, it's just to me, it's just you can't. He, he seems like one of those guys that he's just going to be a re- really good offensive player, and that's who Chicago needs. You know, maybe he doesn't step into the lineup right away, and, you know, obviously some people are thinking, oh, maybe they go Byram, you know, the defenseman who is, you know, it, it, probably the next closest in terms of NHL ready, but I'm definitely going Turcotte there. I You know, I just I see him as a you know, that team needs to get younger and cheaper because the, yeah, uh, <laughs> definitely.
0: And that's a great, and I see and they, they've, they've yeah. always kind of, you know, I know Strom came in and did the second line center role, mm-hmm. but they have always kind of been looking for that, a rock to go down the middle behind to Jonathan Tays. Uh, he's a good, he's a good center. Mm-hmm. Um, you know he's he's got his visions definitely elite. I watched some of his uh, some of his tape when I was trying to decide between uh, you know Kirby Dodge is a good player as well. Uh, I like Bowen Bryan from the WHL. I could see him going uh, five to the LA Kings. But that, I, another guy that like you know if Colorado wants to take a defenseman, he could move into the four slot for sure. Bowen, he's a good player. Uh, but yeah, no, I think we're both in agreement there for that number three spot. Uh, uh, you know, you go center, uh, especially for the Blackhawks. Um, I know he's going to college this season, though, I believe, right? He's enrolled at the University of Wisconsin. But I wouldn't be surprised if he only stays a season or two because he's not going to jump right into the Blackhawks. They're not the kind of organization that would even put him in that position anyway.
1: Yeah, and and that really, like I said, kind of speaks to the fact that Hughes and Kako really, forward-wise, are the only two that are probably going to be you know, on, on the ice come, you know, the opening night, barring any sort of extenuating circumstance. But um, no, I, I and I, I agree. I mean, look, the, this Blackhawks team, you know, they, they won three cups in a six year span. I mean, they, they, they drafted well and they signed well. You know, you think about acquisitions like Marion Hosa and, and the like, and uh, you know this team still is a little bit of ways from turning it around. And this would be a great pick because, like you said, he can go to school for a year to kind of mature a little bit, and then you know what? <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised to see him again playing a pretty prominent role on that team that you know will have a you know eight you know an aging Jonathan Taves, and you know again he'll be playing a more you know, maybe not the focal point of the offense type of role, but he'll still be a very good player on that Blackhawks team.
0: Yeah, no, I I couldn't agree more with your assessment there. Um, There's so much news in the NHL uh, going on right now. It's the crazy season before everybody takes a little bit of time off. And uh, to shift uh, to... You know, the, the top team this year, the Tampa Bay Lightning, um, things got a little easier for them today. as uh, I mean, it, it sucks for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, a degenerative back issue is keeping Ryan Callahan from uh, ever playing in the NHL again. You know, he was a solid player. You hate to see it. But if you're a team like Tampa Bay, you definitely welcome that cap, that huge cap number coming off.
1: Yeah, and, and that's really you know <clears throat> when you talk about the lightning, they're again in a, a team that you would categorize as as in a bit of cap hell. Um, but yeah, <clears throat> you lose five million off that cap, uh, you know, obviously for reasons that you'd rather, you know, have that player on your team healthy. But you know, if if that money's going to go to waste, at least they're going to get a little bit of a break. And like even 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 that uh, five million is is not going to help as much as you know tampa needs it you know obviously they have some big decisions coming up down the road Brayton like point yep. is okay.
0: a restricted free agent and that's not it next season they have circuit Vasilevsky, sorelli joseph the they these guys all are going to need some sort of money there they have well including callahan now that he's gone they have like six or seven guys with no movement clauses on that team and uh you know if guys decide to pull the phil kessel and dig in and say i'm not going anywhere tampa bay's in trouble man
1: oh yeah <clears throat> and and that's the thing too it's like even uh you know they, they only have about 10 if i'm uh, reading it correctly they only have about 10 million um uh in cap space and that's with the relief that they get from the Callahan contract so again you're talking about guys uh, like you said braden point um Cedric Paquette, even he's going to be up, you know, a lot of restrictive free agents and they already have a lot of money doled out to some of their bigger players. You know, obviously Kucherov has the nine and a half million, Stamkos at eight and a half. So again, it's, they're going to have to get creative is- here.
0: They're going to have to get creative, and uh, that is not enough for them. They're going to maybe have to see if they can move a JT Miller mm-hmm. or somebody that has some sort of cap space on the team because they did re-sign Braden Coburn as well. Um, so he'll be coming back on the back end, even though they had him scratched in the playoffs, I thought was pretty stupid. Um, and I think that was a big reason why they lost. They had that Laco or whatever his name was back there. He was horrible. Um <laughs> But yeah, no, moving on here, restricted free agents. It's always the UFA, right? July 1st, UFA market, UFA market, free agent frenzy. Well, guess what? The restricted free agent list is absolutely batshit crazy. And, you know, there's always has been this uh, this gentleman's agreement ever since Lowe went out there and threw the offer sheets at uh, Thomas Vanek and Dustin Penner all those years ago. And Brian Burke got all pissed off. Um, you know, Ray Shiro added a little fuel under the fire when asked about the strategy of using the offer sheet to, to lure uh free agents, uh, the restricted free agents looking for a payday. And he said, uh, he had to say, We all know the CBA, and uh, th- there's no gentleman's agree- agreement. He said, Fuck that shit. When people say that, it's a lazy narrative. I'll tell you that your ownership is competitive, your GM is competitive, and it's the buddy system. What the fuck is that? doesn't mean something will or won't happen, but that's been the narrative for years, and I don't know why. I couldn't agree more. Why don't teams use it more? Like it, it, It's a part of the CBA for a reason. I know that you don't want the karma to come back to you, but if you're a team sitting there and Mitch Marner's there disgruntled and you have the cap space to offer him that, you could do for $10.5 million, It would only cost you two firsts, a second, and a third-round pick for Mitch Marner if you offered him $10.568 million.
1: Yeah, and here's the thing too. It's like you know, not every year. Guys, Wouldn't you give that up for oh. Mitch Marner? Oh, I'll absolutely. do that right now if I, absolutely, Austin. if I was the Bruins, I would do
0: it. I would trade David Krejci and offer yeah. him ten million.
1: Why not? If if only it was that easy, you know, you can just override the trades and everything like you would in a oh. video game. But unfortunately, yeah. that's that's not the case. But yeah, exactly. Guys like Mitch Marner, you know, they're you know, you're not going to get guys like this every single year coming up because again, you know, <laughs> most teams are wise enough to lock these guys up before it gets to this point. But. Alas, here we are with the Maple Leafs and their potential to lose this mm-hmm. guy. And like I said, if 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 I was them, if I were like you said, the Devils, if I were the uh, uh, you know maybe the Senators or just got what about a team? the Montreal
0: Canadiens? The, the that Canadiens? would be an evil in a division. The,
1: move. What about the Colorado Avalanche? A team, you know, a team that has what the third most cap space heading into the offseason season and a bunch of young stars why not you know they they have the you know they have the ability to do it so again it's just i like it i like the you know look you know this is part of the rules they're playing within the rules and that's fine by me you know we don't have to go and you know shake hands after games every time you know if you're rivals you know take a stab at it why not why not try to throw that money off and make your team better because he's a better player than what you have
0: no I, i mean yeah definitely and uh for the, speaking on the Maple Leafs, I think that GM, uh, what's his name there? Uh, why do I always draw a blank on his name? Um, Dubis. Yeah. Uh, he, right. I think he did a horrible job handling these guys coming into their contracts. Um, he didn't take a stab like last season before the season started. He could have had Mitch Marner at eight and a half or nine million dollars a year,
1: and it would but like he waited for him to
0: prove can... it. Yeah, that would have been a monster discount. They waited for him to prove it. Well, guess what? He did and, and then some. So now you got to pay for it. How are they going to have Tavares, Matthews, Marner, Nylander? That's $40 million basically in, uh, in four players.
1: Yeah, it's it's pretty wild. That'll be about
0: 47% of the whole cap on four players. I don't know about that. Now, there was rumor today, came out from Darren Drager, everybody knew about Nazem Kadri being available. mm -hmm. They've let the teams around the league know as well. Kasperi Kapanen, I mean, you look at a guy like Kasperi Kapanen, um, if he was to get an offer sheet around $4.2 million a year, the Leafs would have a hard time matching that. And that's only a second-round pick compensation-wise.
1: Yeah, and the, I mean that's that's peanuts, you know, if you're I talking think has about... very captaining for a oh, second yeah. round
0: pick, any team. You'd be and... crazy not to. So that's a guy who I think that they're gonna just get a team to pay a little bit more than that, maybe throw a prospect in. And I think they're going to take that trade and run. Nazem Kadri could end up again, like on a team like the devils as well. I could see him there, but uh, so much stuff going on. You could talk forever on what's going on, what did happen. And you could talk about was the NHL awards. They were on in Vegas, uh, it's funny, my good buddy Sleeveless Gaming on uh, Twitter, my buddy Cam, he uh, is an NHL 19, well, EA Sports NHL, uh, content creator. Uh-huh. And he was in attendance at the NHL Awards last night because they announced the cover. Next year's NHL 19 cover will be Austin Matthews. But uh, everybody, the moment of the night was Carrie Pricey and that boy again whose mother's dying wish was for him to meet him the first time, and he did. Uh, that was a really cool moment. Now... We're going to recap the trophies, kind of see what we think about it here. We're going to start it off with the young guys, the Calder Trophy, Rookie of the Year. The winner was Elias Petterson from the Vancouver Canucks. Uh, a lot of people were talking about Jordan Bennington, but the body of work, uh, Petterson was just so dynamic, I think, and... Uh, you know when Bennington only had a half a season of work. I, I, I guess that's why why Elias Patterson takes it home. I, I was I was Bennington one to be completely honest with you because uh, Elias Patterson was hurt a lot this year, and I, I thought that Bennington, when given the opportunity, was was the best rookie in the in the league, bar none.
1: Yeah, and I I you know I agree with you in the sense that you know I think just the fact that he came in so late in the year, and obviously he played such a huge role, and it's hard to sometimes separate. Uh, separate uh, playoff performance, obviously, from regular season, even though this is a regular season award. Um, So obviously you can't take that into account. But, you know, I think they got it right here in in the long run. I mean, if Bennington was in there the whole year, then, you know, maybe that's a different story. But... um, 66 points in 71 games. Yeah, I missed a few games, but, you know, stepping right in and and being, uh, you know, an impact performer, you know, in your rookie season like that, putting up 28 goals. I I think that speaks for, for itself. And I think he obviously distinguished himself enough from Bennington and guys like Rasmus Dowling and, you know, other young guys like that.
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh, the Lady Bing Trophy, the most gentlemanly player award, <laughs> went to uh, Alexander Barkov, this kid, uh throws dick down in florida but nobody really sees it because uh you know he even made a joke he roasted his own team he said there's more fans from sweden than there are from florida <laughs> in the house uh he took a nice little funny pot shot at his team i think that was uh, you know that's one of those awards that i don't think we need to spend too much time covering because i don't give a fuck who the most gentlemanly player is
1: <laughs> you know honestly i don't even think the players really care either
0: no i don't think they care at all it's just kind of like who's not a dick every year okay parkhouse was good this year the refs probably huddle to talk about it uh no obviously there's a vote system but general manager of the year I, the don don sweeney brings it home for his trades at the trade deadline filling the holes of the team that he brought the season into with um i was surprised to see doug wilson not on there after he acquired eric carlson and pulled the houdini flip job with mike hoffman and they went pretty far if it wasn't for injuries i think they would have taken st louis out but
1: yeah i mean again i think the 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 Don winning was very well-deserved. I mean, it did. It, it, the moves that he made certainly obviously helped the Bruins get two within one game of the Stanley Cup final. And, you know, I was hoping not to have to bring it up, but I just did. So, <laughs> you know, you got you got oh so close. And again, you know, his fingerprints are all over that. Like you can even, you know, his first few years at the head, you know, as the guy, you know, after Peter Chiarelli left has really, Shown that a lot of people were wrong in the immediate aftermath of the hiring, who proclaimed him one of the worst general managers ever. <laughs> so, well, to be
0: fair, he did start by giving up a third round pick for Zach Ronaldo. He had to yeah, go through the groaning. That's pains. true. <laughs> Man, you know what's funny is Zach Ronaldo's from Hamilton, and I went to a party while I was in college, and a friend of mine uh, and Zach Ronaldo were buddies, and and he was there. And I mean, just one of the biggest dickheads I've ever encountered <laughs> in my entire life. Zach Ronaldo, I'm sure you're not listening, but if you are, fuck off. I hate that guy. <laughs> and I'm glad that it didn't work out there, because he was just a dirty prick. There was no reason for us to even do that. I think that there was a lot of talk going on after that season in Boston that they weren't tough enough and Lucic wasn't fighting anymore and he felt that pressure and tried to bring like a fan favorite in and it just blew up in his face but shows you how far he's come from that 2015 draft where he passed up on Barzell and Connor and Shabbat and players like that Don Sweeney winning that award shows that the Bruins uh you know, they stuck with him after it would have been easy to scapegoat him after two years and get rid of him, right? There would have been an easy thing to do. Don Sweeney hangs on. Way to go. Next up was the King Clancy Trophy, uh, the Humanitarian Award. It was won by Jason Sucker. That's really cool to see. Uh, you know, he's an outstanding guy on and off the rink. Ted Lindsey, the most outstanding player. That was Nikita Kucherov, and I think that was a slam dunk no-brainer. Mm-hmm.
1: And, and that's one voted on by the players. So, I mean, that's, that's something that... Of yeah, so you know maybe it holds a little bit more weight to other people, but I mean again, it you don't get really too many 128 point seasons. No, I think the age. was the nineties. Yeah, so. exactly. It was a very very long time ago, and um, you know obviously you know it was again like you said a slam dunk. Just just like the Hart Trophy should have should have probably been unanimous because again it, it's Nikita Kucherov was the best player f- from start to finish. You know obviously playoffs notwithstanding you know because this is a regular season award but you know he was just excellent and you know the players obviously saw that themselves and uh, you know their their opinions is the one that really matters
0: yeah and then the next one was the bill masterson award perseverance sportsmanship and dedication the winner was robin Lehner. uh guy you know i live near buffalo robin Lehner was the goalie there and it was no secret that he had some personal demons he was struggling with uh mental illness and addiction, uh, and uh, for him to come back and have the type of season he had uh, on the island where, where he was a runner-up for the Vesna Trophy. It was a fantastic story, and the Islanders need to bring and make sure that Laner's between the pipes uh, because, uh, you know, that was a great story last year. And, you know, what had a damn good season, too.
1: Yeah. And, and really that's what it all comes down to too. It's just how well he played. I mean, the Islanders, you know, they, they let up the fewest amount of goals the entire year. And, you know, he was obviously a big reason for that. And, you know, he's one of those guys that, you know, they, they, they signed uh, Jordan Eberle, they re-signed him. Um, yep. But they, you know, they still have some question marks, the Islanders, and uh, he's one of them, you know, which they obviously want him back in net, but you know, Yeah. Andres
0: B as well yep. still needs a contract on the Island. And speaking of <laughs> speaking of on the Island, Jack Adams Award, Barry Trotz, that was a no-brainer after he led the Washington Capitals to the Stanley Cup championship. Uh, they couldn't agree on a new contract there. He leaves, ends up on the island. The team goes further. They lose their captain, their franchise player. They go further in the playoffs with them anyway. Uh, Barry Trotz, you knew that was his. Uh, that, that guy's a coaching marvel, that guy. Oh, yeah. He's probably, he's arguably, I think he is the best coach in the league. I think uh, he deserved uh, every, every second of that award. It's easy to say John Cooper, but when you look at the rosters and, and what trots had to go through like his GM got rid of Tavares and brought him uh, brought him Matt Martin and uh, Leo Komarov so (laughs) for him to do that it was pretty impressive Um, speaking of impressive Ryan O'Reilly continues to helicopter his dong around the NHL he's swinging that thing like a fucking like a goddamn uh, air ambulance that's just (laughs) flying around he wins the Selkie trophy over uh, Mark Stone and Patrice Bergeron Ryan O'Reilly won the Stanley cup the con smith the selkie trophy all what a week for ryan o'reilly and uh, just another black cloud over the city of buffalo as i look across over the river that's the uh, way she goes
1: yeah that's the way she goes and uh, <laughs> before <laughs> before before i touch on ryan o'reilly i was gonna add in uh, barry trotts took the team one of the worst teams in the league uh, and given up goals and defensive wise all the way to best you know that that's that says something about how good of a coach you are i think you know he was a slam dunk winner i think the biggest travesty was that bruce cassidy wasn't even a top three nominee but that's that's a that's a rant i guess for another day because i i think i i think he 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 should have been at least one of the three finalists but you know again you know that's that's not the one that you want to win and uh you know again on Ryan O'Reilly just what a what a great season and you know a kick to the uh the craw of <laughs> Buffalo Sabers yeah. fans as you, as you watch this guy go from uh, you know bring help turn a team around uh, bring him to the Stanley Cup final was was their best player from start to finish in the series and uh, you know again win an award against a guy that Jokingly, the award should be named after because he wins so much, and that's Patrice Bergeron. And you know, it, it's 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 an extra extra sting if you're a Bruins fan, and I know you can attest to uh, yeah. the disappointment in, in seeing. Well, O'Reilly, eight straight you know. seasons he's been
0: nominated yeah. for the selkie Award. uh He's one selkie trophy away from winning the most all time. I'm dying for him to get it. He will get it. Mm-hmm. He's too good of a player not to. He'll be right in the conversation uh, probably for the next couple seasons. But moving on, the Norris Trophy winner went to my guy, Mark Giordano. This guy wasn't even drafted in the fucking NHL. Uh, and and he plays the game the right way. He plays... Uh, he's a good in his own zone. He's fan- He's good in the offensive zone. He makes the hits. He drops the gloves when he has to the ultimate cat. I love him. I'm a big Mark Giordano guy. And, uh, for a guy who wasn't drafted into this league, that was really awesome to see.
1: Yeah. And, and again, it's like, you know, the, you know, I remember the years, you know, watching this, these awards and it was essentially, okay. Nick Lindstrom wins it every year and you got, you know, you yeah. got, yeah, it was, that's kind of, you know, we were joking that it was the, the produce Bergeron award, but um. You know, back in the day, it used to basically just rotate between just a few guys, so it's nice to see some of these guys win for the first time and, you know, get his name on the map, because, you know, being a being a fan of a team, a uh, football team in New England, I always like the underdog story, where the guy is either drafted late or undrafted, and he comes up and makes a big impact, so, you know, I was excited, again, you know, as a, as a fan of the game, to see a guy like uh, Giordano win, so I'm right there with you, buddy.
0: Yeah, buddy, no doubt, no doubt. All right, moving on. The Mark Messier Leadership Award was won by Wayne Simmons. Um, Again, kind of an award that I really don't give a rat's ass about. (laughs) Wayne Simmons had a horrible year last year. I don't really know why he won much of anything. That was a really bad season going into a contract year for him. Um, Vesna Trophy, I don't even want to talk about the Messier Leadership Award. I could care less about it. I don't know if you're in agreement, but Vesna Trophy the The backstopper of the perennial chokers, the Tampa Bay Lightning, (laughs) Andre Vasilevsky, captain of the choke squad, he wins the Vesna Trophy, another regular season trophy. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly, Kyle. Another regular season trophy to uh, to celebrate. You know, if it wasn't for Marty Zelina having that goal screwed uh, taken back in two thousand and six, this would have been the greatest season in that franchise's history. Um, Vasilevsky wins. Good on him and the Hart Trophy keeping in Tampa. Everybody knew this. File it under obvious. Nikita Kucherov, 128 points, crushed it. And uh, you know he wins that over Sidney Crosby and Connor McDavid. That's a big. Uh, that's a big. Uh, big accomplishment for him. And he had the best season since like '96. So damn good for him.
1: Yeah, and, and and you know what? Fortunately for the Lightning, Kutrov is already paid. But all those trophies do—they're just bills for later. Because we mentioned it earlier in the show, it was—you uh, know—Vasilevsky is a guy that they're going to have to pay, and you know he keeps w- winning Vesna trophies. Um, he's he's, he's going to get a bump from his three and a half million that he makes right now. But both 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 well deserved, and you know it's it's. Again, slam dunk win for, for Kucherov. I mean, he was just – he was fantastic and, you know.
0: Well, yeah, you know, and like look at Vasilevsky. Like if uh, if a guy like Bobrovsky signs this year for $10 million a season, is he not um, – <laughs>
1: is
0: he not going to be looking for the same?
1: Oh, easily. I mean, and look, I I, th- I think Bobrovsky – you know, I'm not a huge fan of Bobrovsky. I, th- I think he's a pretty good goalie, but I think lack of – options this off season for teams and you know of course you know some teams are going to be desperate you know you're going to look at a team like maybe florida. florida yeah florida he took the words right out of my mouth and uh you know what he's going to get paid and good for him you know right place right time and uh you know some some players are just fortunate that the market is is i mean you know ryan miller staying in anaheim but you know any, you know, he's not ryan miller of 10 years ago um so again, you know what what's out there for the goalie market. There's not much, and and Burbowski, like I said, Bobrovsky is a good goalie. I just I, you know, if I'm making a, a top ten free agent list, he might be around ten for me, whereas a lot of people might put him near the top.
0: Yeah, I'm with you. I uh, I think that he's not the best teammate in the world, and I I didn't really like his attitude until down the stretch this year for Columbus. They were even sitting him at times, right? Like there was a yeah. time where they didn't even dress him. They were unsure what to do with them. And then he went on that tear and probably his agent probably reminded him too. That's why I'm not a big fan of uh, of those Russian hockey players. Not to sound like uh, Don Cherry or anything like that, but, you know, he kind of has that that attitude on him, too, and I wouldn't be looking to bring that into my my dressing room at $10 million a season. Speaking of goaltenders, Ryan Miller re-upped with the uh, Anaheim Ducks one-year deal. His wife can still act. Well, he's a pretty mediocre backup. Alex Edler signed uh, two years to stay with the Canucks. Initially, I thought it was actually going to be three years, but it came in at two um a lot of a lot of stuff is going to be happening uh heading into tomorrow's draft and ian what i want to ask you is um what do you think is going to be uh what's the surprise move you could see at the draft give me something do you think you could possibly see go down tomorrow.
1: man i you know that's 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 a that's a tough one um you know, maybe there is a, again, you know, this all comes down to, you know, where, how volatile has the situation come uh, between the Maple Leafs and Marner? Is it, you know, is it as bad as everyone thinks it may be, you know, in terms of like, you know, is Marner just playing real hardball ball and, and the Maple Leafs aren't going to, you know, at, you know, reach his asking price? And if, in which case, you know, maybe we see a trade, you know, again, maybe we see a team step up to the plate and, you know, make make that offer she you know make that offer maybe you know the, obviously maple leafs they, they work out a deal you know a little sign and trade type of deal um so again you know so you get the I, extra eight years yeah. yeah you know get the extra, the year, extra get the extra, eight, extra yeah. year you know if, if the leafs are resigned to the fact that look we're just not going to resign them and you know again you know they, they have to they can't wait too long they got to make a decision on it so may, maybe that's what we see maybe we see a uh, mitch marner uh, trade
0: yeah, no, I wouldn't be surprised to to see something happen with him. I don't know if it'll happen this fast. Here's my prediction, and uh, you know, obviously doing the work that we do for the Bruins, and I do have a a, a contact or two. Uh, I'm gonna make my prediction, and this is out of left field. Don't put any weight into this. This is just for fun. I think the Boston Bruins acquire uh, another first round pick and move Tori Krug. I think that they have a log jam. On defense, they have Chara, McAvoy, and Carlo, who are RFAs but are going to 100% be back. There's no way those two guys aren't coming back. They got Grizzlik, and Clifton-looked game, Kevin Miller, John Moore. Uh, keep naming guys. Go down the list. And uh, Boston has about 9 to 10 viable options on defense. Um, for me, Vakanainen's on this team next year. And I think Clifton proved that he could play a role, too, if he has to. Um they that you know, Tori Krug is entering his last year. Uh, this guy's gonna get paid, man. He is three straight forty assist seasons. Played great in the playoffs. Finally, seems to be working out the issues in his own end. And suddenly, you're looking at Tori Krug on the open market. That's an eight million dollar bill all day long, Brando. You know what I mean? Like that could. Uh, that that that's something I could see happening, uh, happening with with the Bruins and Tory Krug. And I, I think Boston would be smart because that team needs to establish a proper Right winger for David Krejci. Whether they acquire a forward to go on Bergeron's line and put Pasternak there, or they find someone, they can't rotate out thirteen different guys this season on on Krejci's line. It's not fair. They need to solidify that top six forward, and and I think that would be. I think Tori Krug would absolutely lure them something massively good because he's a great player.
1: Well, and you know we we've talked about this off the air and on the air as well, but you know his value is just you know, at its peak right now. Uh, You know, and and of course, the Bruins obviously aren't, you know, in dire straits, you know, they're kind of middle of the pack when it comes to cap room. But, you know, again, if you're thinking long term, if you're thinking the anti shirelli you know, way of thinking, then you actually want to see, okay, we need to set ourselves up uh, down the road because we're going to have to make, you know, make a few signings. We're going to have to, you know, uh, extend a few guys. And right now they're getting a good break on, you know, guys like Pasternak has a cheap contract. Marshan has a cheap contract. Um, but Charlie McAvoy, again, we've, we've talked about plenty of times, as a restricted free agent. So, uh, Yeah, that's going to
0: be such an interesting deal because going into the playoffs, I would have said, Boston's in a good position with McAvoy because he was hurt all year. And you know what? He didn't play that great. And then the playoffs came. <laughs> he was fantastic. Yeah, And he looked like that number one defenseman that the Bruins are just praying that he turns out to be. And all of a sudden, I'm sitting here going – well, I don't know. Is he gonna be able to stay under that Bergeron uh, threshold with Pasternak did and the way Marshawn did, or uh, are we looking at another RFA? Fuck you, pay me. Um, well,
1: so he says he well, wants to be here. I, I, he says he wants Boston. to be there forever. Yeah, yeah. and you know maybe t- you know take those comments for for what you will. Some t- people just talk out their ass, but you know it it seemed. I don't know. Genuine, I guess, <laughs> as genuine as you can, you know, you can see. So who knows? Maybe he's again, maybe he's uh, not looking to Mitch Marner, or the Bruins right now. You know, maybe he's more willing to take something where he gets a little, obviously, a, a bump in pay, uh, which he, again, very much deserves. <laughs> and maybe, yeah. you know, maybe he bets on himself again so he can sign a bigger deal in a few years when, you know, hey, the cap could see a huge leap in the coming year so that that means more money for the players and again he's so young that yeah so
0: yeah, it's one of those things where um, you just you got to think of it from both sides. Like, yeah, he wants to stay there forever, but if Boston convinces McAvoy to stay on an eight-year deal and pays him seven, seven and a half million, well, like you said, what if the cap jumps up to a hundred million in, in in four years, and 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 guys that are you know third pairing D-men are making five million dollars a year? So you got to watch in that sense. I know that Mitch Marner, if he stays in Toronto, doesn't really. I don't think he wants to go eight years. Regardless, I think he wants to put himself into that prime UFA status, uh, so that'll be tough. All I know, man, is we're gonna have to grab the coffee as the the next week flies here because uh, tomorrow's right, the I draft, dance. and then it's just say you know the tampering window opens, and then uh, you know you're on your way to July first. And if you're gonna be covering all the stuff, you're gonna want to make sure, guys, you check out Goal Line Coffee Company. Uh, they have four awesome flavors the warm up, breakaway, coffee night in Canada, and overtime. There's a dark, which is a dark roast. Coffee Night in Canada is an awesome medium roast. The breakaway is a hazel vanilla. Uh, it, it's just so good. This is the official coffee of hockey. You can go to www.goalinecoffeecompany.ca. Uh, and uh, right now I know that he's got a little uh, promotion going on, $3 off uh, any product because the Blues won the Stanley Cup. My man Joey, he's a St. Louis Blues fanatic. Through and through. So uh, check out Golang Coffee Company if you're looking to keep yourself awake during this crazy, busy time. Uh, Ian, why don't you let them know where they can find you?
1: Well, uh, if you're not already, uh, follow me on Twitter. Uh, go ahead and do that. It's uh, at iglen31, and uh, for the most part, I like to tweet behind the at fpc underscore nhl uh, tag. So go ahead and follow them as well, because. Uh, be a lot of great information coming out the next couple of days, and it's it's like you said the the coffee is getting put right into directly into my veins because uh, yeah <laughs> I'm gonna need it.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, man! I'm at the point where I might just start snorting these coffee beans here. There's <laughs> gonna be so much damn work to do, uh, buddy. I love it. Uh, yeah, if anybody wants to follow. me, me as well out there. It's at C. Mancuso, M A N C U S O, 9797 for Jeremy Roenick. Not McDavid, you fucking men's league chirpers out there. I'm not trying to be <laughs> McDavid. I am definitely not uh in the the mcdavid shape or uh or or skill set <laughs> definitely more like a jeremy <laughs> roenick seven rum and cokes deep maybe a couple hollywoods and uh and bob's your uncle but guys we want to thank you this has been get the puck out brought to you by full press coverage hit up full press coverage dot com slash nhl for all the hockey uh the hockey news and uh thank you for joining us today and filling in and uh i'm so excited for this week and uh i gotta say man this the the, being with you guys and being on the team it's been awesome so far man i'm having a real good time
1: well this is a good time of the year and uh like i said you know our our golf days are are still a few weeks away so uh you we're happy to have you here and uh you know again we're we're looking to build a pretty pretty awesome team at uh fpc nhl and so far we're doing that so looking forward to a lot of uh, a lot of good times in the coming months and hey just just what four months until hockey season it's almost a year so
0: yeah yeah it's time to stand in the batting cages and (laughs) let the goddamn baseballs just fly right into your chest 364 days until hockey tryouts i gotta get into shape guys thank you for joining us this has been get the puck out and make sure you keep your stick on the ice and your cock out your pants boys take it easy